pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. On AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, it's brought to you by Competition Shooting Supply. Stop in and see John Francis, our leader, located right on Benefit Street in Pawtucket. It's Competition Shooting Supplies. John is so knowledgeable when it comes to not only uh, firearms, but also ammunition. And maybe you need to decide it's time to get your blue card. Uh, whatever it may be, he is uh, just so knowledgeable, and we're lucky to have him stop in and see Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket, and easy to get to. You take the last exit right off of 95. It's exit 2A, exit 2A, and then you're going to find yourself, uh, you just go straight, and you go past the Attleboro train station, and then you're going to come right to the intersection of Benefit Street and Newport Avenue. And it's competition shooting supplies. Don't wait. Stop in and see our friend John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies, 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Well, folks, right now it's 106. It is Tuesday. It is May 11th. And you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and also 99.9 FM. Now you can always listen at the website, depetro.com. When you get there. You just click on Listen Live. Let me um, just go through for those that are listening on the website or maybe you when you get there. Uh, let me just pull up. Here we go. Uh, DePetro.com. No eyes. D-E-P-T-R-O.com. On the left-hand side, you're going to see Listen Live. You can click on that. And then if you scroll down a little bit, you'll see a radio show. If you ever miss anything, you can uh, go. It's all in library fashion. Now, we also have some new merchandise in the shop. That you may like. You can shop online. If you want to contact me, that's the easiest way to do it. Or if you want to advertise, click on that as well. And then below that, you'll see all unique original content, such as Governor McKee with uh, Black Lives Matter and police, uh, as far as the relationship. How about McKee? No place for Trump in Rhode Island. And then, of course, you had the video of the man that died in police custody. I don't think police made any mistake with that. Uh, There's some other story in uh, videos as well. 100,000 illegals in Rhode Island. Audio of uh, Alan Dershowitz and censorship and the state Republican Party seemingly afraid to go after Black Lives Matter. You can see all of that and a lot more. And then at the the right-hand side, you'll see many of our great sponsors of the website, which is DePetro.com, such as Surplus Provisions or Sole Source Restoration or Gilmore Furniture. Or J. Freitas Construction. Hey, for handyman services, call J. Freitas Construction today, 401-837-4545. And also deck staining, but you can link right through at the website, which is petro.com. So right now, folks, again, it's 108. The Governor McKee next press briefing is coming up on Thursday. Now, today, Governor McKee, they're having a press conference. Rhode Island tops 1 million vaccine doses administered. Parents can now register their kids 12 to 15. Entirely uh, up to you. How about the fact that the Paw Sox, I think the first day in um, Worcester, I think that's going on today. So that's going to be a little difficult. 
And then uh, I'm seeing some other headlines. Johnson & Wales is going to require all campus, on-campus students to get vaccinated by the fall. You also have Biden is going to meet with Governor Baker and other governors to review vaccination efforts. And how about the fact that Slater Hospital has a hospital executive making 226000 and they estimate that he works one hour a week. There's a question for Governor McKee. And folks, again, a big story is what's happening at the gasoline pump. And that is going to have far-reaching consequences. I don't think, I don't think that the Biden administration is set up. They are not equipped to deal with what's happening right now, where you have an outbreak of violence in the Middle East, and then you have this situation with this pipeline down. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. I saw another headline that I wonder um Pawtucket will open walk-up drive-up vaccinations at McCoy Stadium. So, I mean, that's really sad and pathetic that Worcester has, um, and good afternoon, I know we have many listers in and around Massachusetts in the Franklin area and uh, everywhere from Bellingham to Worcester. Good afternoon, folks listening on either AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. But there's... um, when you think about it, and that new ballpark in Worcester uh, seemingly is just is beautiful. They've done a great job. That was uh, Mattiello. You know, as much as everyone wants to blame Mattiello, and it is, another part of that is just the fact that um, the fact that Governor Amundo could have pushed for that. Governor Amundo really could have pushed more. For the Paw Sox to say she nobody wanted to, nobody wanted to put themselves on the line for it and face some of the backlash. So loud voices that didn't want it were successful. So then they didn't get it. But I'm I'm looking at this headline on the brink. Rhode Island small businesses fight to survive. This is in the Providence Journal for Chris Parisi. A small business survival is boiled down to three words: adapt or die. He runs Providence-based Trailblaze Marketing, co-founder of the Rhode Island Small Business Coalition. Some of management hanging on, unable to find staff. You know, you have, um, this is a problem, though, with the federal government. The federal government and Biden paying people to stay at home and denying that that's what's going on. That's the problem. Now, I'm also seeing for Hugo Adams, who with his wife run the talent factory. My uh, Jacqueline Clay used to dance there. The issue was in a staffing shortage. It's a student shortage. Normally, the school would welcome more than 500 enrollees. Now, that number is 220. Despite vaccines and mask mandates, their insurance enrollment will bounce back to pre-pandemic levels. I'm worried about what a summer program is going to look like. Well, they need to do more dancing outside. In September, use state assistance by desks and invite parents to drop off the kids for virtual learning. Only 10 kids showed up. The program ended by October. They also received uh, some money from the PPP program. Uh, but there's a lot of people that are dealing with this. Mike Strout, owner of Gutta Q Smokehouse Barbecue in Cumberland, says he hasn't got much help from the state. Uh, 
That means certain businesses will face increased competition in securing lifeline grants. The newly launched Federal Restoration Revitalization Fund has generated frustration among business owners been forced to wait before applying for relief funds as initial applications have been limited to women, minorities, and veterans. There you go, folks. It certainly sounds like, certainly sounds like discrimination. So, um, barbecue business was in full swing. Brick and mortar restaurant, three trucks, three trailers. Last May, the truck stopped. At one point, he was losing twenty thousand a week. Now, his restaurant's making twenty to twenty-five thousand a week in sales, but with thirty thousand in weekly operating costs, he remains in the red. We're not able to pay all our bills. Good thing that they're putting other people ahead of him. Why are they doing that? What is going on with this uh, way of doing business? All right. I um, I mentioned one of the people that we're going to have on is um, she has introduced something called the Freedom Caucus. And I want to um, have her on this afternoon. Folks, it is uh, Representative Patricia Morgan. But before we bring her on, I want to remind you that if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember, call them today, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan's Appliance Repair. Repairs on all makes and models of appliances, whether it's a washer, dryer. Do you have an appliance that's not working properly? Call Ryan's Appliance Repair today at 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096. Ryan can fix your dryer, your washing machine, or maybe your uh, oven or stove, or maybe the ice machine uh, machine in your refrigerator is not working properly. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096. Saturday appointments are available and all work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair. All right, let me get um, Representative Patricia Morgan on the uh, on the line with us. And uh, we're going to get her on the line. There she is. Folks, joining us on the line right now is the new leader of the Freedom Caucus. It's Representative Patricia Morgan. Good afternoon, Rep. Morgan. Good afternoon, John. How are you? You know, I you had told me about your idea, and I love it, but I love it even more now that I've seen it, and you are to be commended. I think this is the path to victory. I think this is how you get people on board, and it's, it's the way that a lot of people should follow your example that you're setting in motion, and I wanted to give you some moments to talk about it. Yeah, that's, um, I think that's the idea. There are so many people out there that, uh, you know, I've, I've found this when I was walking door to door. Somebody has an issue, whatever it is, then I'll walk down five doors and somebody else will have that same, same exact issue. But they don't know that both of them are concerned about it. So they end up fighting it individually instead of as a group. Yep. And... This is an idea to get people to go to my website, repmorgan.com. There's the Freedom Caucus tab. Go there and pick up the issue that you care about. And I will help you connect with other people all around Rhode Island so that you can form an organization. I call it a Freedom Pod. 
and you can then have the collective strength. There is strength in numbers, and you can you can join together and you can start pushing an agenda around an idea that you care about. Um, we can make a difference in Rhode Island. You know, Rhode Island really used to be a very prosperous state. Just go down to Broad Street and look at all those beautiful Victorian homes down there. There was wealth here. People worked. They, they, they really did achieve the American dream. And what we have now in the state house is going to kill that if, if you know, common sense people don't band together in freedom pods and and push back. And Rev. Morgan, walk us through for those that are listening. For instance, I think you picked some very wise uh, issues that are out there. And it's not, you know, so many times I think people get lost. And I'll just say myself included with the, you know, it's Bill uh, 1, 7, da, da, da. And then there's <laughs> yeah, different provisions. Yeah. And and that doesn't speak to people. Where These are issues people say, you know, I'm uncomfortable that 40,000 illegals registered and were paid to register for the census in Rhode Island. And I I want to show support for the police. So, see, I think it's helpful because then when we're asking people, um, you know, let's support the party or elect for this person, it shows the difference between the two parties. Yeah, you know, honestly, 40% of the people in Rhode Island vote conservatively. Um, and yet, because... Uh, because of gerrymandering, quite frankly, yep. they are not represented uh, adequately in um, in government. They they just aren't. Um, this will help them find one another. Hopefully, this will lead to election victories. But at any rate, it will help people, um, you know, promote the things that they care about. One of the things that uh, is really clear to me when we're down in the state house. You can care very, very much about backing the blue. You know, this whole defund police. Yep. It, it's a horrible idea, right? We need safe neighborhoods. And that's, the police are our, our barrier between chaos and order. Um, so if you have a group and there's only 30 people in it and you come down to the state house, well, we notice you. But if you're a group and you have hundreds, That's right. they really notice you. Yep. And so this is to get people who, you know, who care about, well, here are the, here are the issues. One is banning critical race theory, yeah. which is... Touch on is, that. Is, not know, race when, shaming and yeah. the neo-racism that right. is being pushed in our schools. Yep. Election reform, cleaning up the voter rolls, banning ballot harvesting, making sure that there's a voter ID for all forms of ballots. Um, safe neighborhoods, backing on police, protecting the Second Amendment, uh, border security. That is not only just looking at illegal immigration, but also the flow of drugs across our southern border. That's it is, right. It is it, it just skyrocketing down there. We used to care about the opioid crisis. Not anymore, I guess, because we have a Democrat president. Yep. Um, lowering property taxes. I, when I was walking door to door, there were people who just felt beaten up by property taxes. And yet our state house continues to pass mandate after mandate that makes our property taxes go up. Um, the costly mandates of the climate agenda, 
making our electorate go up. I mean, our cost of living is just going to accelerate because of the climate agenda. And then, of course, uh, I'm pro-life, so defending the sanctity of life. But if somebody else has, uh, listen, John, if somebody else has another issue out there that they are passionate about, they need to contact me and I will put it on the list if it, you know, if, if it's if it's a good issue and I will help them find other people around Rhode Island who will help them work for that issue. Right. I love that. And then it becomes when the people go on to it, you just gravitate towards the group that has the issue that you want. But everybody's united under one umbrella. That's right. They're all part of the Freedom Caucus. And, you know, honestly, I think there's a lot of crossover between these issues, but there's one that really grabs them, one that they really, really want to work for. I know um, uh, on May, was it, was it May 4th, last, last Saturday, there was that wonderful rally down in Warwick of people who really want to show the police how much we appreciate that they keep our communities safe. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's the one people want to join. It's a good one. They're good people. But they need more people to join them. They need more people to show support. Um, they're out there. They were waving. They were honking horns as they were going by in the cars. So go on my website, ripmorgan.com, and join that pod, right, and help one another. There's a, there's a, a, a system um, so that they can organize themselves and grow. And that's the idea, grow. Grow your numbers so that you can come down to the White House, uh, to, the White House to the State House and be effective advocates. That's right. For what you care about. Now, Rep. Morgan, again, uh, what has been the reaction? Or you think it's it's just too early for people to understand what you're trying to do? Um, well, I just launched it this morning. I think there actually is quite a bit of interest around it. Um, but we're going to have to work at this, right? It's just not one day. This is this is going to be a, a long-term uh, work uh, on my part, an effort to keep people connected. I, I'm not going to run these groups, by the way, John. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to be, you know, the, the person who runs these groups. This is going to be citizen-generated groups. They will choose their own leaders. They will, you know, uh, divide up the different chores. So not one person is, is stuck doing everything. Um, but what I will do is I will help them to get up and running. I will constantly feed more members to them. I will come and talk with them when they when they need me to, when they invite me, and I will keep them, you know, going. I keep them moving. Um, I think this is a good opportunity for people to be engaged in government, uh, to make sure that their their issues are heard, and hopefully to find us candidates candidates for school committee candidates for town councils for the state house that that will bring our our side the common sense conservative side into the into government so that we are heard again because right now we're being ignored and Rep. morgan if you don't mind right now touch on those different issues such as you know you brought up the banning critical race theory and where are things in rhode island right now with election reform all right, so, uh, well, let's start with, uh, so there are three of these groups, uh, the critical race theory, 
has a group already that has started. It's called um, Stop School Indoctrination Now. They have a uh, Facebook page. They're getting a website. So they're up and running. And quite frankly, critical race theory is it has a toehold and sometimes a big fist hold in, uh, in every one of our school systems, I think. Um, it uses race shaming. It uses neo-racism against children. And it, it, has, it should have no place in our educational system. No place at all. You're right. Um, so uh, they are, they're working hard. And uh, for parents, for, for community members who, are, who don't want kids to be focused on skin color instead of quality of character, they need to get involved here because it is moving quickly through our schools and we need to stop it. Election reform. Uh, the Secretary of State has put in a bill um, and her, huh. her emphasis is on access. Yes. Well, we also need to have integrity there, security of ballot. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the, the tagline there is easy to vote, but hard to cheat. That's right. And and uh, Nellie Gorbea forgot the hard to cheat part of that. Um, so we need to really push to get like good, solid reforms in. We want every eligible voter to vote, but we don't want we don't want cheating or fraud going on in our election system. So it's about cleaning up the voter rolls. Like I said, making sure that everybody has a voter ID. If you're a foreign national, that your photo ID is marked as a foreign national, barcoded, so you don't vote. Um, and banning ballot harvesting. Those are just common sense things. And what's the reaction so far at the state house with these things? Um, there, uh, a critical race theory. Well, I'm at the election. I'm at the election stuff. I'm at the election. The election. Stuff. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, it appears that uh, Secretary Gorbea's uh, bill is going to pass. I don't know ah. if they've made many what? changes to it. Kidding. I am I'm working to try to get at least ballot harvesting ba- uh, banned. Yeah. And I hope everyone will call their representative, their senator, the speaker, right, um, the Senate president, the governor, and say, ban ballot harvesting. Ugh. It is exploitation of our weak and our vulnerable. It and is. that's all it is. It absolutely perverts our elections. So I hope every one of your listeners will call their representative, uh, their senator, and say ban ballot harvesting. And I'm, that's what I'm working on right now. There is some receptivity to it, I'll have to say. Hmm. And what about this business of the um, permanent voter roll? Well, I don't know where that stands right now, but that is the most awful idea and that was in the original bill that was submitted by the secretary um you know that she even admits that 15 percent of the names on our voter rolls are are ineligible or fraudulent right fraudulent names and that's that's her admitting it and yet she wants to have a permanent in perpetuity permanent mail-in ballot list uh, that can be accessed electronically even. I mean, it's, this is this is disaster, or a disaster for the people who want clean elections uh, written all over it. It's just, 
a bad idea. Um, you know, I know from running in, in my elections, every election cycle, 20% of the people in my district move, uh, move or change, you know, they die, they move somewhere else. Um, especially if you have apartment buildings, there's a lot of turnover. So, so you can't have a mail-in ballot list in perpetuity. You just can't. It, it makes no sense, especially when you see that the secretary has done so little at maintaining our voter rolls. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get that taken out of. I keep making the arguments. I don't know whether it will or not. Um, but, but these, by the way, are not applications for mail-in ballots. They would be live mail-in ballots. Oh, my God. It's insanity. It's insanity. Wow. And Total insanity. Imagine the... how many live ballots could show oh. up at an apartment building. God. And no mind, how Just about after the fact? Somebody to go and grab. Yeah. And Rep. Morgan, and again, folks, we're speaking with Representative Patricia Morgan. Rep., as you know, I mean, the governor of Florida, Florida is considered the number one state for election security. And they're even tightening. You know, you have to adapt. There's different. Um, I was speaking with some someone who was saying that, you know, a lot of security firms, they don't do things the way they did, you know, say 10 years ago, because you have to constantly update and adapt because those that are trying to get through the system they find different loopholes and try different ways so you can't just keep things you know stand pat i think a big problem is they refuse to admit that there are people trying to game the system you know it's like something that i mean you tell me but i get the sense that any discussion about voting whether it's secretary state corbia or some of her allies that they they don't even acknowledge that there are people that have ill intent when it comes to voting. And to me, that that's not dealing in reality. I mean, you know, there, there were people stuffing ballot boxes when George Washington was elected president, for crying out loud. I mean, it's gone on forever. They, no one should be yes. offended by it. And Rep, Rep uh, Morgan, the other thing that's insulting is this business of, you know, and I'll just come right out and say it, but. If you ask for an ID, that's black voter suppression. You know, black people don't know how to get an ID. Black people don't carry an ID. That That's wildly insulting. I, I don't know how they get away with it. What are they talking about? I mean, I, I don't want to get were, into the. Yeah, I think it is insulting. It is. When you're telling black people that they are not capable, capable of getting, of a, getting photo a photo ID. ID. Of course they are. And even if they are, they're not, they can't they remember to carry it around. And, and how, how do you say that with a straight face and, and then point at someone else and say that it's racist? I think it's racist to say that they don't know how to obtain an ID or they're not smart enough to carry it around with them. My yeah, God. I think it is demeaning of the, the, the very population that they they have such a stranglehold over. Yes. Right? They, um, I just think, of course, every person can is capable of getting an ID unless they're very, very old or or disabled, and then they can they can make the call, and somebody will come out from the board of canvassers and help them. Yes. So, so every person is capable of getting a photo ID. It, it is just insulting. But, but I think, you know, and I maybe I'm just cynical. I think it suits their purpose You're to right. say, right? Oh, this is voter suppression. Well, no, it isn't. No. It's about easy to vote, 
hard to cheat. That's right. Yep. Now, um, Rep. Morgan, finally, any other talk up at the uh, the state house about the census and the, the the fact that we now have these forty thousand Rhode Island residents, as Lieutenant Governor Matos calls them. So, I, I don't know if you caught last week when I was at the press briefing for her and Governor McKee. I was trying to say to her that she's saying we need to make sure every Rhode Islander is counted, and then I was saying, but. You know, they're not citizens, so what's the distinction? And then she said, that's right, they're Rhode Island citizens. But there's no such... No, they're not citizens. They're there's residents. no such term. There's no There's no such thing as a Rhode Island citizen. You're either a citizen of the United States or you're, you know, residing citizen illegally. Foreign, you're a foreign yeah, national. Foreign like national. You can be a resident here. Yeah. You know, uh, legal or illegal. Right. Um, you you can be a, a resident here and still be a foreign national, meaning you're a citizen of another country. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I've known for a long time, I overheard a conversation back when Gordon Fox was, was a speaker, and that was in 2011, where they were saying, phew, we just kept, we just kept hold of those congressional seats because we brought immigrants in, yep. illegal immigrants in. So it has been a long-term strategy of the Democrats to bring immigrants into Rhode Island because because their policies are so bad that long-term native Rhode Islanders are leaving. That's right. The only way to maintain our numbers, our population, is bringing immigrants up. Seriously, I mean, we all know our children are leaving and going to other states because the job opportunities, the career opportunities are not here for them. Right. And that's the direct result of the bad laws and the bad policies and the bad regulations that Democrats have been piling onto our our economy for the last 70 years. That's right. And instead of changing those, nope, their answer is, well, let's just bring let's just bring more immigrants up here. That's right. Which I'm not convinced that that's the answer. But Rep. Morgan, again, and again, folks, it's the Freedom Caucus. Um, people will learn about it. It takes a little while. It's at repmorgan.com. Join a Freedom Pod. Uh, let me just ask a couple different questions. Is there a cost? Is there an age limit? Does it matter where people live? Um, you know, fill in. Give me give people an idea that there could be someone listing. And I love the concept of it, and I think it's right on the money. What I like is, to me, it it defines the difference that people out there that say, you know, am I the only one that, you know, cares about the back in the blue or the banning critical race theory? It's You're exactly right. It's a way to match people up with the issues that are important to them. So... You know, touch on, it's not a full-time yeah. thing. It sounds like people could do it at their leisure. Yes. Um, you know, they're going to they're going to form these organizations themselves. They'll pick their own leaders. They'll decide on how, you know, are they going to do mostly by email or how often are they going to get together? Are they going to make it a social group as well? So, that, you know, they, they have fun. Um, there's no age limit. We just want common sense people. And again, it's not a partisan group. Uh, Critical race theory is not about Republican and Democrat. It is about protecting our kids from a poisonous ideology. 
Um, so backing the blue, I, I think that goes across party lines. So even though you, everybody knows I'm a Republican, right? I am a Republican and I'm proud of it. But, but the Freedom Pods, the Freedom Caucus is nonpartisan because we want just common sense people, people who love our country, um, to, to join together around these, these, these causes or these, um, issues that they care about. And, uh, and, and learn how to advocate for those issues, advocate effectively down in the state house or in their town councils. So no, no age limit, it won't cost you anything. Yep. Um, just time, time and effort. That is exactly right. Folks, I'll tell you, there are leaders and then there are leaders. She is Representative Patricia Morgan, Freedom Caucus. I love it, Rep, you're putting it into action. I hope some of your counterparts at the state house i hope they see this i hope the light goes on i think this is you're adapting to the landscape in 2021 and this is the way like i i firmly believe this is how you reach people you know rep morgan also while i have you and again i don't you know i don't know of your thoughts of jerry zarella but I think you would agree with me for the governor to single him out as if he's committed a crime. And I want there's no place for Trump supporters in Rhode Island as if, you know, we're all a bunch of white supremacists. And I mean, I, I found the actions very, very troubling. Like we're a different class of like a different class of people for crying out loud. Ah, I guess insulting. Um, the forty—I I, want to say it again. Forty percent of the people yes. in Rhode Island yep. vote conservatively. Yeah, and, um, and and depending on where you live, for instance, that's forty percent, including Providence. If you if you just have CD two, which is congressional district. District 2, which is me and you, President Trump got 48% of the vote. So it's almost like 50-50. It's the Providence, Pawtucket, Central Falls that really drag it down to that. But it's, um, let's be honest. Come on. It's insulting. And if they want to go by numbers. Yeah, have some respect for us. Yes. Have some respect for the viewpoints. Right? For for the things we care about. Right. Don't just dismiss us because, well, it's the, it's the, what is the, you know, the, 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 the general atmosphere up there in government. No, this state is 40% conservative, and we have a right to be heard and represented. Yep. And so he, I just think it's insulting what he did. It is. It is. And I'll also say, these are my words, but I don't feel represented in Washington. So no. I don't know what the solution is, you know, and even how often do you try to write a, an email to your congressional delegation? Uh, oh, for what? The point? Be a waste. <laughs> the um, the situation with, you know, Jim Hubble in the journal did that great story on in Warwick where they game the system and they put in overtime and vacation time and include that towards work time. So then they qualify for time and a half. And Congressman Langevin, you know, announces a grant. For fire equipment in the city of Warwick, and it doesn't even—it's not even mentioned that, you know, that's that's gouging. Excuse, that is completely taking advantage of the system, that is gouging the system, and it's running, costing the city between five hundred thousand to one million dollars a year. It's wrong. It shouldn't be done. It was never designed that way. 
you know, it's this isn't complicated. If you call, it hurts. It does. It hurts the little guys. Yep. John. Yes. It hurts the homeowners. Um, and you know, it, it, it should never be allowed that somebody makes two hundred and sixteen thousand dollars in overtime on the backs of some poor poor guy and his wife yep. who get up every morning. Get dressed, yes. go out, try to keep their families together, try to keep a roof over their house, get all the bills paid, right? Maybe squeeze in a little vacation here and there. I mean, that's just, that's just, it's like I said, it's just wrong. It's wrong. It's gaming um, the system. And, and you don't it's have to. in our laws, it unfortunately. Is. Yeah. And you don't, well, this isn't even in the contract, but you don't have to be. You know, an economist to figure out, no, wait a minute, if you called out sick for a 24-hour period, you don't get credit for working the 24 hours you called out sick. So to say, hey, wait a minute, you know, you put in that you worked 48 hours. Well, yeah, I called out sick for 24 hours, but that counts towards, no, it doesn't count towards that. And the same thing, if you take a vacation day, that's your right, but it doesn't count towards that you worked that day. It just means you were off and you were paid for it. You can't, you, they're basically being paid twice. They get paid for the sick day, the vacation day. And then it counts towards their regular work. I mean, it's not. And the person who fills in them. And the person that fills in. Well. Sanity. Come on. The system was never it's designed insanity. for that. And, it you is. know, it doesn't happen in private industry for a reason. It's wasteful. It's it's. It just would be the end of any company that allowed that. They yep. couldn't stay in business. That's right. But because it's a municipality, it's all, all of a sudden okay yep. because taxpayers are a bottomless well. No, no. And it needs to stop. Yeah. But that's where you have to get elected officials in there who will say enough and change it. That's right. Um well, this sounds like this mayor and this council needs to do something. Because when you, when you step back, the mayor of Warwick is on social media, hat in hand, begging people in a GoFundMe account to raise 60000 so kids can have a swimming pool. And you have grown adults gaming the system, putting in for overtime that they're really not entitled to, costing the city an extra $1 million. That is... It's selfish. Yeah. It's wrong. Let's call it what it is. It's wrong. There's right and there's wrong. That's wrong. There's right and there's wrong. Yep. And unfortunately, John, it's not just in Warwick. No. It's it's in every city and town in Rhode Island. That's right. Kind of abuse goes on. Yep. Every single one of them. So, yeah. Um, that's That would be included in the pot about property taxes. Yes. I like How- that. Yep. How do citizens fight against this? That's right. If you're just sitting in your house, you go, well, what can one person do? Right. Well, it, it, they're right. One person can't fight this alone, but a thousand people can. That's right. Folks, so she is a leader. get all those people together in a freedom pod and get I them like fighting that. these property taxes. Folks, she's the leader of the Freedom Caucus. It's Representative Patricia Morgan. Rep, keep up the good work. You are a born leader, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. All right, folks, there it is. Representative Patricia Morgan right here on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the show on this uh, Tuesday afternoon, it's Tuesday, it's May 11th, it's 144. This portion of our program, folks, is brought to you. Remember, if you, um, 
If you are ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 272-3340, 272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. The original, the best, it's West Fountain Auto Body. I want to play just a short time ago, you know, th- this is, um, th- we have real serious crisis that are going on right now between the gas situation and then you have uh, the, the Middle East. Israel is like breaking out into a war. And here you have a live stream. And President Biden is just sitting there. And listen to him. From what I understand, he says, I'm just waiting for them to tell me we get going here since we're live streaming this. Well, here we go. Well, I'm just waiting for them to tell me when we get going here since we're live streaming this. Here Oh, ready to go. Okay. Oh, my well, First goodness. of all, hi, everybody. It's good. Oh, my goodness. You know, it should not be uh, a mystery about with what's happening. You know, I want to play. There's actually even a YouTube video, I believe, with uh, Rep Morgan. Oh, I like this. Unless it be overkill since we just had a run. And I want you to join me. The Freedom Caucus is a public. It's a minute 45. I'll share it. I'll share that. Um, I will share it on, on social media. I'm not going to play the whole thing. How about, uh, folks, when she talks about critical race theory, here is the head of the teachers union yesterday on Fox dodging the question. Here we go. I would hope that Fox would be just as focused on let's get rid of the misinformation about what happened in this election. This election was oh, free. Come on, Randy. Come on. This is not the topic that we're here to talk about. I'm not going to talk about that. We've talked about that before, but that is, no, you're, that's a dodge, okay? Because children in this country, we rank 36th in math, okay? That's about midway of all the developed nations in this country. So I am asking you, and you say you're a social studies teacher, do you favor teaching students that 1619 is more important than 1776? Do you favor that? I, I favor us teaching about 1776, which I have often done. Mm-hmm. I favor us teaching about 1619. I also favor us teaching about the Holocaust and the genocide in terms of the Absolutely. Holocaust. Absolutely. I, 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 I mean, I, I learned about all those, uh, all those things in school that you just mentioned. But the problem, do you, you, do you think that it's wrong to suggest to children that if they're white, they belong to an oppressor class? If they're black, they belong to a victim class? Do you have any problem with that? I think it's. I think. I think we should be lifting up all ethnicities. I don't think we should say that one is an oppressor class and one is a non-oppressor class. I am a big believer in celebrating diversity and actually actually looking at and helping look at people's lived experience. But if you're really talking about misinformation now, Martha, and I hope you are, I really would hope that Fox would really look at what happened in this election and how we can, because every social studies teacher is wrestling with this, discern yeah. fact from fiction. We have to do that. So, as social yeah, we, we have well, we have a president. President Biden uh, was elected in 2020. I, I think that all of that is is quite clear. Um, so, I, I'm not sure why you you know are so concerned with with that with that particular you know i'm glad they called her out on that um the whole thing of disinformation with fox folks that by the way the voice you just heard that is the person that controls 
the Providence Teachers Union, Warwick Teachers Union, Woonsocket Teachers Union, Pawtucket Teachers Union. Very, very powerful. Here is where Biden, President Biden yesterday, mentions the fact that he gets confused and says the exact opposite. Listen, this is very clear. If you pay people not to work, they won't work. So paying people to stay at home, they're going to stay at home. Let's hear. This is uh, President Biden. I know there's been a lot of discussion since Friday, since Friday's report, that people are being paid to stay home rather than go to work. Well, we don't see much evidence of that. That is a major factor. We even don't see that, that. Look, it's easy to say the line has been because of the generous unemployment benefits. That is a major factor in labor shortages. I know there's been a lot of discussion. Well, it's true. And this is going on everywhere, by the way. It's it's absolutely going on. And and uh, I guess yesterday, the White House press secretary is trying to... Uh, much evidence that the extra unemployment uh, insurance is a major driver in uh, people not rejoining the workforce. We actually see the data uh, and uh, our analysis shows that uh, lack of vaccination, the lower rate, which is why I referred to the data in the week that it was taken, it has an impact. Child care has an impact. Schools reopening has an impact. But there is also the need to pay a livable working wage. And that's one of the reasons the president will talk about that this afternoon. But as Bank of America economists who are cited in a Bloomberg story say, anybody making less than $32,000 a year is better off financially just taking the unemployment benefits. So is the White House creating an incentive just to stay home? Well, again, um, the majority of economists uh, internally and externally of the White House don't feel that unemployment insurance, something that was done um, at a time where to help unemployed people get through a very difficult economic downturn during a pandemic, is a, is the, a major driver in, uh, in our unemployment data. I, I don't believe that. I, I, this whole business of economists, it's, it's pretty simple. It's really not complicated. When it comes down, when you come down to it, it's not complicated. If you pay people not to work, they won't work. And that's what they're doing. This isn't, you know, it's it's that simple. The business owners, you talk to them, they'll all say the same thing. A lot of their people don't want to return to work. They're being told they don't have to. They'll get just as much money, if not more, by staying home. So they will stay home. Well, good afternoon. It's 151. It's Tuesday afternoon. It's actually a pleasant day. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Now, listen, it's going to be a hot summer. And I want to remind you about J.K.L. Engineering. If you're listening right now... On this Tuesday, on either AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, why not call J.K.L. Engineering? Estimates are free. Financing is available. And you can find out about Central Air for your home. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's J.K.L. 401-351-7600. J. Kale Engineering, the original, the best, 54 years in business. Now, in the wintertime, J. Kale. 
they can save you so much money on your oil bill. It's really incredible. They can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. J.K.L. Engineering, they can design and install natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system. They're energy efficient, they're quiet, and they're very, very affordable. J.K.L. Engineering, it heats in the winter and it cools in the summer. Give them a call today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's JKL 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Call JKL 401-351-7600. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, it's Sean DePietro. Another big story that people are concerned about, and I think it's valid, is we are looking at what is going to be a gas shortage. And it has to do with the fact that this pipeline, and some of them, there's a race right now. This is going to go on for the week, but already I'm seeing that people are posting that even local stations around here, that people are um, are going and trying to gas up and then realizing that this is not going to go away overnight. You have that. I know that people are very concerned about being uh, politically correct. And they're so concerned uh, right now about, you know, uh, race seems to be the number one issue for the Biden administration. It certainly seems to be the number one issue right now. But you have a very serious situation in the Middle East. And then you also have a very situation. If we go through a summer with a gas shortage, which is starting already, that certainly seems like this is going to run into Memorial Day. And I don't know if you've seen some of the footage, but guess who the person who is front and center on this whole situation with the the gas shortage is Commerce Secretary Ramundo. So she is front and center. And, and maybe um, maybe there should be less of a focus on, on doing these, you know, photo ops with Vice President Harris. And instead, let's focus on something very important. Now, for those that are just wondering, what is this all about? And you're hearing about a gas shortage. I want to play. There was a pretty good piece this morning on Good Morning America. Cybersecurity attack targeting operators of major East Coast fuel pipeline. It's really hurting the nation. So right now, let me, um, I want to, hold on, folks, bear with me. I think I can pull it up right here. And I can. And then we will play it for you right here. Okay, and I have it. Here a we cyber go. attack on the nation's largest fuel pipeline now leading to gas shortages as multiple states face dwindling supply. My gas tank is basically empty and all the gas pump has out of service. The White House says it's now monitoring supply shortages in parts of the southeast and is evaluating every action the administration can take to mitigate the impact as much as possible. Overnight, North Carolina declaring a state of emergency as pumps run dry and officials urge drivers not to panic by. We are completely out of diesel and gas. But already, long lines and low fuel gauges. Hopefully we get more soon because we're about out. Gas station chain raises.
racetrack with more than 500 stations across the southeast already seeing temporary shortages and warning of potential issues from Alabama to Louisiana, Tennessee, and Georgia. As Colonial Pipeline aims to restore services by the end of the week, analysts tell ABC News the longer it takes, the deeper the impact. The impact now also hitting the skies. Certain long-haul American Airlines flights will make stops to refuel. Announcing trips from Charlotte to London and Hawaii will have to divert to areas with more supply. When you go beyond five days out to about a week, a week and a half, you start running into actual physical losses. After 10 days of an outage, it would then become very challenging. And while the impact from these problems are expected to be temporary, you should very likely see prices at gas stations like this one behind me continuing to rise throughout the coming weeks because we are entering the prime driving season. And Michael, we've also reopened. The entire country is now reopening. That is causing much bigger spikes in demand than we saw last year. Last year at this time, prices were below two bucks. Well, that is... A total disaster. I mean, it just is, folks. And again, good afternoon. Right now, it's one fifty-seven. It's John DePietro on AM thirteen eighty and ninety-nine point nine FM. Now, this portion of our show, um, let's see. I want to um, remind you about if you've been thinking of getting something paved, some uh, J Perry paving. J Perry paving. Call them today. Free estimate any project. 732-1730. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. Letter J. Find them on Facebook as well. But especially if you're a veteran. If you're a veteran, they have a tremendous package. Free estimate any project. 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, general masonry projects. Call J. Perry Paving today at 732-1730. Hey, whether it is a, a brand new paving project or maybe it's just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, J. Perry Paving, they have your back. Give them a call. 732-1730, for J. Perry Paving. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Uh, remember, later, I'll probably be doing a Facebook Live later. If you want to see the story about uh, Governor McKee, I think it was a mistake with uh, some of his words about Trump supporters, you can go to the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And it's also interesting to me of what the media chooses to focus on, which is a fundraiser by a Trump supporter, but they don't say anything that one of the governor's advisors is a member of Black Lives Matter. And although we left the group, the people that succeeded him had a rally a month ago and someone showed up with a handgun. So anyway, listen, I want you to enjoy this Tuesday. We're back tomorrow at 11. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news, and then it'll be the John Dion program right here on AM 1380 and 99.9. You're listening to AM 1380 WNRI Woonsocket. The John Dion Show is next.